Welcome to the Becoming Iconic Podcast. I am your host, Jen Spiegel. I am a life, business, and brand stylist. And after years of helping thousands of female entrepreneurs grow successful businesses and lives, I was called to bring these delicious conversations forward for those of you who are ready to build, expand, and actually enjoy all the desires of your heart. I'm so confident that this podcast will support you as you start to elevate and pursue the highest version of yourself. Thank you for being here. Sink in and enjoy. Hey icons, welcome to the podcast. I have someone who has stirred in me so many beautiful things and grounds me at least weekly. And Monique Benabu is here who is truly someone who has elevated the realm of music for me. I I am a musician and, and was raised by musicians. So music has always been this part of my life where I just feel like it's one of the miracles we've been given. If you actually think about how much music is out there and how many notes there actually are, it's just, it's almost hard to wrap your mind around. But Monique is this incredible spiritual mentor for me. I would have to say that she has introduced me to a new realm. She has up-leveled my practices, my experiences, and really helped me ground myself during times where I feel disconnected, overwhelmed, scattered, anxious, the feelings that I don't want to have in my body. They exist there, but when they start to stir a little too much, that's where I go. And I'm so grateful to share you with this audience today. So welcome to the Becoming Iconic podcast, my friend Monique. Thank you so much, sister. It is so wonderful and such an honor to be here with you. I just, I feel so seen by you and so appreciated by you. So it's, it's like the best feeling in the world for me uh, to be able to just go deeper and share what we share together with your audience and then go even deeper. Yeah. Thank you for that. And I do see you and I really appreciate that you are out there doing something special, something deep and meaningful. And especially those of you listening in who are fempreneurs, mompreneurs, where we wear many hats. Yes, you included Monique. We wear so many hats and juggle these balls. And I, what I've realized, especially 2020 is how we manage ourselves in terms of the practices, the things we do day in and day out really help keep us sturdy in uncertain times. And so I just want to say right away, friends, go check Monique out. We will definitely let you know where to go, but go check her out because Monique was my second experience with a sound bath. So 2020, my eyes were open to this. I'd never heard of it before, never experienced it before, but you actually were a guest on a mastermind I was a part of. And I remember that experience so vividly because I feel like that's when it moved me and created this curiosity to learn more. So I would love, along with the people listening in, really get to know you, Monique, and how you got to this beautiful place that you're in serving the way you're serving. Would you share a little of your journey with us? Absolutely. Thank you so much. It has been quite the journey. I feel like I have been many, many versions of of Monique um, through the years of becoming this. You know, it's like I get this question a lot. How did you get to where you are now? Like at at different milestones of my life, this question has been asked. And it's it's kind of overwhelming because there have been so many parts of me that have been developed over the years, parts that I didn't even realize 
were relevant to my now parts of my story, part like just people. And then you live a little bit more and you live a little bit more and you're like, oh yeah, that piece. Oh, so I feel like my life overall is a culmination of each version of myself that I've been up to mm -hmm. this point. Um, there's always been a through line around music and love for music and giving back through music and how music is my personal direct connection and direct line to the divine. And, you know, that's really been the bedrock of everything for me, no matter what shape I took or form that I took along the way, music has been home. Music has been the anchor to all things in my life. I am one of five children and I am the youngest of five children. My four siblings are 16 to 22 years older than I am. And my parents are immigrants from Morocco and Israel. And so I am a very blessed, blessed woman to have had such dynamic musical influences growing up, you know, from my parents bringing in Arabic, French, and Hebrew music, the, the different scales from the Middle Eastern music that I was exposed to early on. Then you have uh, my mom's influence of disco in my life, my dad's love for Motown and oldies, um, my brothers and sisters um, introducing me to rock, to really, really epic hip-hop. I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area in Oakland just has such a great underground urban hip-hop music scene. And I got to grow up in the 90s through that emerging and building and exploding. And it really influenced the individuals that I listened to, like for instance, Lauren Hill, Prince, Michael Jackson, and then as far as the underground hip hop or just the the OG hip hop scene, you know, there's a tribe called Quest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have just some incredible legends coming out of the Bay Area too. Beautiful songstresses like Goapale. You know, these R and B sultry um, artists that just enriched my flavor and my style. So really grateful to my upbringing for developing my ear at a really young age, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I've always been able to sing since I was very little. And I remember I have like this vivid memory that will be with me forever. It's these large, large speakers, probably four feet tall that were on uh, the left and the right side with the uh, the music console in the center. And I would, it was a five CD disc changer and I would have Mariah Carey music box rocking. I would have Prince in there. I would have Jody Watley, Janet Jackson, Lauren Hill and Celine Dion at all times rotating through. And those were really like some of my first vocal teachers because my parents were not in a position for a very long time to support the enrichment of my 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 vocal abilities so everything for a long time in my life was self-trained and I just breath for breath note for note studied over and over and over and over again the emotion behind these epic epic you know what I consider now vocal mediums back in the day expressing these narratives and this emotion. And it's, it really, you know, I was spoiled. I got to hear all of these movements of music back when music was still, there was like an integrity to the mainstream yeah. content that was being put out. Yeah. And not that there isn't now, it's just, it's, it's a little different. It's a little yeah, different. It is. So that's like very, very base foundation. I'm going to like 
speed up the timeline a little bit just to hit some milestones. When I was 19, I decided to leave the Bay Area and move to Los Angeles. I knew that a career in music, creating music in many, many areas, in many ways, was just my life path since I was young. I knew that I wanted to um, create a foundation and a home for myself in Los Angeles and see what I could do and how far I could go. Um, about four years into my residency in LA, I auditioned for The Voice at a cattle call and I got up at like five o'clock in the morning. I wasn't even going to go to this audition. I had auditioned for American Idol several times before and was just not taken seriously. And it was super disheartening. I'm very sensitive, you know, when it comes to like rejection and things like that, just from my childhood and my upbringing. And so it really shut me down. But my cousin, Natalie, watched the first season of The Voice and she literally harassed me daily until I forwarded her my registration for the audition. And even then after I was I was registered, I wasn't going to go. I was just so terrified of being rejected. Mm. And it was one of those situations where it's like, well, what if you fly? Yeah. You know? What if I fall? No, but what if you fly? And this was definitely, but what if you fly? And I flew. And my one of my friends, Annalise, was like, if I had your talent, and your confidence when you sing, there would be nothing that stopped me from auditioning every place that I could audition. And then my roommate at the time, Christina, was like, it's always the auditions I don't want to go to that I book. Mm. And I just, it stuck with me. Maybe it was FOMO or maybe it was just like a knowing, like there's a truth in that, like where there's the biggest resistance it's the setup for your biggest breakthrough, or like not even biggest breakthrough, but it's a setup for a breakthrough. I had the most incredible experience in 2019 where I was doing a meditation and I was really new to meditating. I had this resistance to meditation, but this experience was the most divine appointment I have ever had. I met the future version of myself. I was with her and I could see every detail of her, her joy, her health, her vibrancy, her prosperity, how happy and abundant she was. It was one of the most beautiful moments I have ever had. And when I opened my eyes after that meditation, no longer did I see my dreams and desires as this far off illusion that I was working towards every single day that I questioned and wondered about. It solidified everything for me. Now I wake up every day and every decision I make is based on that future version. How would I show up for my business today? How would I show up for my relationships, my health? All the decisions I'm making are that pursuit of her because it's a knowing now. I know that that is my future and that is who I am and meant to be. And I wanted to give this experience to you because it was just so beautiful and so life-changing for me. So I'm offering you my meditation. I really dug into that emotional experience that I had and I wanted to give this to you so that you can revisit this meditation over and over again until this is in fact your experience and it shifts everything in your life that you have a knowing on who you are meant to be and you start showing up today as that version and you're not waiting for the dream to come true or the goal to happen. Instead, you know that that is your birthright and now it's just embodying that person today. Go to jenspiegel.com, download that meditation and friends, please share with me. Let me know, have you had this experience and be patient with the process. It may take a few times, 
But once you have the experience, you will not be able to shake that connection to yourself and who you're becoming. Thank you so much for giving this an opportunity and a chance because I know it will change your life. So I went, I went at five o'clock in the morning to the Los Angeles Forum with thousands and thousands of people and I gave it my best shot. And I got a little golden ticket that said, come back in two weeks for follow-up auditions. This is how it goes. They saw something in me. They gave me some feedback and they said to bring it back around the next time. And I just kept nailing it, kept nailing it, kept nailing it. And months go by and I, I make the blind auditions and I'm on Team Christina. And it was like the most surreal experience because she definitely was one of my influences growing up and was one of my musical idols. And she was actually the first concert I ever went to. No, really? That yeah. is cool. She was opening up for TLC and my brother bought tickets for us to see Christina Aguilera and TLC. And it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's what I want to do. So it was super full circle for it all to come around. And it was a really beautiful experience um, looking back at it now. But during, during the time, it was again, overwhelming. I went from like playing open mics to being on a $300 million budget set uh, per season type show with the most sought after mega superstars in the world and you know like singing for a hundred million people all over the world you know as soon as the show airs so it was a lot of pressure went from zero to like ten thousand really quickly and then when it was all over you know i was heartbroken and there was really no integration or support to come back to earth after that high of a of a launch you know what i mean yeah so It was a confusing time after that. And I spent uh, the next three years um, with a group of people that were associated with some of the most incredible artists, writers, producers in the world. They supported me in developing me as an artist for three years. And at the end of that, it just felt like it was no longer serving and it wasn't supportive. Um, They were trying the best that they could to harness and hone the gifts that I had. But unfortunately, there was just like a misalignment and an inability to deliver. And so I had to walk away from one of the hardest things ever at that point because of the the names that were attached to it, the status that was attached to it. Right. Right. And it was me saying, you know what? I don't care who you are. I don't care how many Grammys you have. I don't care who you know. I don't care what you can do for me and what doors you can get me into the representation isn't correct and the music is showing and I'm going to step out and advocate for myself. And I took a year off of music because at that point I was just so brokenhearted and upset with myself that I had let, I had given so much of my creative power and just my, my power as a person away for validation and, and a certain level of success or a certain image of success. Um, and a lot of my worthiness, unworthiness issues were tied to that, that dynamic. And so in me stepping out of it, it was really one of the first radical acts of self-love that I took for myself. And this song channeled through me by the grace of God called Long Way Around. And the, the words on that is, it's going to be a long road home. I know just where to go. I'm not part of the lost and found. I'm just taking the long way around. 
And that's like in summary, there are more, there are more lyrics, but like that, that was really the first song I wrote without another co-writer telling me what to do, structuring the song, having to make it fit into this pop format so that it would sell or whatever. And I was advocating for myself and spilling my soul and it shifted something in me on a cellular level. And I could not go back after that. And so the next several years was me developing my sound and finding my unique voice and the confidence to go through, to, to go with it. And then once that was locked in, it was about becoming the person fully embodied that can deliver the messages that were coming through my channel, which are no small thing. My channel, you know, my producer, Jordan, who's also one of my very best friends and who runs safe sound music with me, um, where we work with, with artists all around the world to develop them. He really reflected something to me that clicked and landed. And he said to me, Mo, there's nothing small about what comes through you. So stop trying to play small, stop trying to make it small and just honor what is coming through you because you were built for it. And I was like, oh, snap, damn, yeah, that hit. It was like the way he said it, all of the wounds were not touched by it in a way that was speaking to the smallness or speaking to the wounds, but rather speaking to the perfection and the divinity in the design of it. And like, it, it was like a, it's not about you type of way that he said it. It was like, just get out of the way. This is what you were made for. And I was like, whoa, I can get down with that. And yeah. it just opened up everything. So here I am now. Um, that That's more of like my artist journey. As far as the, you know, healing component goes, music has always been healing for me. Music has been the thing that's saved my life over and over and over again. It's the thing like I, I mentioned to you, that's my anchor to source, to God, to spirit. And it's so much more than that. It's, you know, when I, when I zoom out, but on the personal level, that's what it is. And, um, as I was, as I was walking along this, this path of really advocating for myself, I got really into yoga and I did yoga teacher training, not for the purpose of teaching, but for the purpose of healing myself and studying a new system that resonated a little bit more with me. Um, and through that, I was exposed to sound healing and I was like, Oh my God, this takes all parts of me and brings it into this beautiful blend of spirit and music and how I honor God, which is through sound. And these sounds are working at different like frequencies and Hertz and on a scientific level are working with the nervous system and the endocrine system and recalibrating the brain and uh, supporting deep, deep cellular reprogramming and and honestly, what the sound does is it just brings an individual into such a vulnerable place that when you bring intention to that vulnerability, deep healing is possible and deep restoration and recalibration is possible at a cellular level. And it's pretty powerful. And so that's that's how that piece came into my life. Wow. I'm going to pause. <laughs> well, it's, just, it's just wow, because... There's so many lessons I hope people received through this story. Number one is understanding your gift from an early age and pursuing that and how many of us feel these things, these little tugs, these almost like interests slash curiosities as a young child or, or a growing child. And you 
honored that. And I think that in itself speaks so much about a person. It really does. I I think it speaks of confidence, of a knowing, of a connection. And it always provokes something in my body because I wasn't that child. I was so... I just wasn't confident. I I was looking constantly for validation. So those knowings, those things in my body, I didn't pursue because I was pursuing what other people thought of me or wanted of me. So I love that lesson. I love that you, first of all, I didn't know you were on the voice. How did I not know this? That's a big deal. I'm going to go YouTube that. That's a really big deal. So congratulations, because in pursuing that, you ended up having this amazing career in that. And, and in that career, this is the one piece I just want to like pause on for a second is you felt out of alignment. And that really resonated with me for many reasons, but there was a time where I was at peak of success in business, not music, but that was my business. And it wasn't in alignment anymore fully. Not that it was totally out. It just wasn't fully who I was. And that is a really brave, courageous thing to own. It must've been turmoil a little bit and being able to stand up and who you were amongst these voices, these people who had this stature Mm -hmm. that I think every musician is like seeking, right. To be that person. Yeah. How did you do that? Like, was it just that knowing, was it, did it take time or did you just go like 20 seconds of courage? Let's just own it. All of that, all of it. Okay. Honestly, you know, like it got to a point where who I was growing into spiritually was not who I was embodying artistically. And I felt like, I felt like I was living two lives, like a double life. Like I was too, and, and and the incongruency in my system became so disruptive and so painful. And right as above, so below, as within, so without. So it's like, if it's happening inside of me, if my inner world is at war, it began to manifest in my life. And, you know, I, I, I couldn't not acknowledge or make the connections. They were just too parallel, too similar. And I had to make a choice and I just I literally just couldn't do it anymore. You know, that point where you get to, where you just wake up and you're like, I cannot, I cannot pretend anymore. I, I, something's got to change and I don't know what it is, but I can't keep doing what I'm doing. And that was it. And it took, it took some courage. It took many tries of stepping up to the plate and swinging the bat before I actually like broke up with my managers. And (laughs) it's a, you know, I have a lot of love for them still. They're incredible people. And I'm in touch with one of them still. And I love her very much. She's my sister. You know, it's just what I needed at that point was not what was flowing through either of the pipelines. You know, like, yeah, it was, it was probably one of the scariest things I had ever done. But I recognized that because of what was happening in my outside world, in like in my in my reality and what was manifesting in the, the things I was choosing and the way I was making decisions, I I felt this momentum of out of control um, starting to really, really glaze everything where all of my choices were just creating stress or creating turmoil, like you said. And we're not at, we're not the things that I wanted. We're not adding up and creating like the results I wanted. And it was very painful and very frustrating. And I felt alone and I felt like no one understood me. And it was like, yeah, like, you know, it was one of those moments where I I had to choose me all by myself. That looked like not having management anymore. That looked like not going to the studios I used to go to anymore. That looked like developing a new community and making new friends and 
um, it looked like what felt like uh, regressing in status. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was all a bunch like that status comment I just said, that's a bunch of BS. I'll just, yeah. I'll keep it clean. <laughs> you know, like it was just BS. Like that's yeah. a story. There's no, because at the end of the day, results are results and you can be in the best rooms in the world. But if you're not creating with the people that are in the best rooms in the world and putting out a product with the best people in the world, you're just, it's just a glorified hang session. Oh, you know, it's just glorified networking. So good. When the when when things are not adding up, you know, get out. Mm-hmm. Get out and shift some things so that they they or take a step back to see where it's not adding up, and 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 remedy that. Um, that was like probably one of the biggest lessons that came from there, and like to stop deluding myself based off of these names or mm-hmm. the status that I was surrounded with. Yeah. And I don't know if this fits for you. I don't want to certainly put words in your mouth, but I feel like we're going to have a soul connection here because I, I just, I feel the position you are in and making that pivot, that shift is so, it's just so courageous. But the, the biggest piece, the biggest indicator for me was I realized I wasn't in alignment with the divine anymore. So in my business, I was successful, but I wasn't inviting in the love of God, source, love, whatever you want to call it into my life. It was almost like, don't, I want to protect this fame. I want to protect the success. If, what if I ask and I'm asked to move on, there was always this fear of it was going to be taken away from me. And then when I made this shift into going, but what if it's not going to be taken away from me? And there's just more and that like Mm -hmm. element of surrendering. And I see that in your story that you just almost surrendered. And when you did that, these floodgates open where you really found your place. Would you say that was a bit of your experience? A hundred percent. And the next song that I wrote after that was called I Surrender. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, if if it's okay, um, and you think your audience would love this, you know, I'd love to actually speak some of those words because I love it. I would love that. So the song starts off with grateful. I am your humble servant till the end. I feel you breathe as my own very breath. Mm. Guide me with sound. Take me up through the depths. I am here to serve your divine intelligence and nothing I do and nothing I see, nothing that comes to be is just by chance, a coincidence. It's so plain to see. So I surrender. I surrender. There's no greater love. So I surrender. Lift me up high when I am down. No higher ground. I surrender. Expanding my soul to a feeling I know. No higher ground. I surrender. Mm, little emotional. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. It, it was, it is emotional. It, you know, that, that song was a deep, deep prayer while I was on this path. You know, like I was, I was started playing in the realm of um, sitting with some indigenous elders and shaman and working in the plant medicine realms during this time when I stepped away. And I really found a deep, deep, deep connection with spirit in these containers. Um, and it, it, it like it did something, it opened something to like something new in my musical channel where I just began to receive these messages and my writing started to not be me. It started like, it started to flow through me from another source. I would write these lyrics out in these melodies and they would just literally download into my system. 
And I'm just like, oh my God, who is this? What? And like, I would start getting messages like, you know, like I have a song called Comfort Zone and the lyrics are like, are you going to claim your worth? We need your light to heal the earth. Will you sacrifice a safe life to know what it is to live? And I'm sitting here just being hit in the face with this because they're talking to me. These guides are talking to me. God is talking to me. And it became like, I just started getting like reparented by spirit, by God you know, (laughs) during this time in my life while I was developing this sound and really stabilizing my channel as an artist and teacher in what, and getting clear on what I'm about. And I was just kind of taken back at one level of like, whoa, these are lessons for me. And then once I embodied those lessons and I could hold the strength of those words, then I had like the guts to sing this out to others. I remember receiving those lyrics and I was like, who, who do you think I am? If I say this to people, they're going to punch me in the face. I remember being so scared to sing out those lyrics. Mm-hmm. Are you going to claim your worth? It's like, who do I think I am to talk to people like that? What do I know? And that's where like the invitation to begin to embody the message in my own life really began to sprout and take shape. And as I became the person that could represent these messages and these testimonies and these transmissions from the divine, my life started changing and my, my frequency just cut through so much and people began to feel it and feel me in a different way. And it really just the momentum in my career and my art and just everything just, just higher and higher and gaining all this momentum and and that's where we are now. Well, and I, I imagine, well, I know because I, I live this as well, but once you open that frequency as well, it's not like you can flip the switch or put the cap on and close yeah. it. It is just a part of you. And it doesn't even necessarily need explanation because it is just you and this connection that is so beautiful and romantic almost. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just, you wake up thinking about it, you go to bed thinking about it. And I wish sometimes everybody had that experience but I know everybody's on a different journey and a different path and that will look different and feel different to each individual. But when you have that experience, you're just like, oh gosh, I just want everybody to feel this. And I'd love actually maybe let us segue into sound therapy and sound baths and maybe a little bit of that science because I, I have to imagine that everybody's inspired through this story and are feeling and seeing the connections within their own stories through you but I also really want people to start embracing new health, new spiritual health in their lives. And this is such a simple, but profound way to do that. Could you explain sound therapy, sound baths to us? So sound baths are a format of sharing specific frequencies um, and bathing you in them, literally waterfalling frequency at various rates, paces, hertz, and tunings over one's body. And the body receives, so the, the brain and the body are predispositioned to take art in deep into the cellular body. We open to art, whether that's music, visual art, poetry, you know, acting, whatever creative artistic modality be it for you, uh, we open to it much easier than anything else. And it's, it's one of the easiest ways to learn is through an artist, uh, an artistic modality. Sound healing is an incredible modality, which 
offers support um, with healing the body, healing the mind, um, healing the, the psyche, the emotional body, the light body, and deep, deep cellular. Um, it can also support with deep uh, cellular reprogramming. Um, and how is because our body, everything essentially is vibration, it's frequency. And when we begin to study and orient ourselves to frequency and vibration, we begin to understand how things ebb and flow, open and close outside of us, energetic fields and our bodies, cellular bodies, all the things. And so it's a, um, it, typically you'll find in a sound bath or a sound healing, either crystal bowls, alchemy bowls, Tibetan singing bowls, which are going to be the ones made of metal, gongs, chimes, harps, flutes, and Oh my God, hundreds of other percussive and wind-based um, and harmonic-based indigenous and sacred instruments that are found all over the world that create a certain uh, movement, if you will. All of these sounds come together and they create shape, they create emotion, they create a narrative for the person that's experiencing it to use it for their benefit. Uh, and when you have an opening like that and you pair it with an intention, it can be really, really powerful. Um, as far as like the frequencies go in sound healing, we typically work with different Hertz. There, there are sound healers that work in the normal tuning of 440 Hertz, which is the standard tuning of music that we know now. And then there are other sound healers that work with alternative frequencies, um, like 528 Hertz or 432. Just a quick little definition there for those two um, Hertz signatures. 432 is the natural resonance of our planet. And it's one of the greatest frequencies to work with to harmonize or reharmonize or rebalance or realign ourselves with nature and the earth. So if you feel like your body is out of balance when you're coming back from traveling and you're jet lag, finding um, tuning or music that has been recorded, you can find it online anywhere and everywhere. You can YouTube, you know, 432 hertz um, sound bath or something of that nature. It's fabulous for jet lag to use 432. Now, when you go into the tuning of 528, you're starting to work in healing spaces like deep acupuncture like healing because 528 is the frequency of unconditional love literally measured all of this is science backed from quantum science and um, seismic style type frequency reads um so 528 hertz is the tuning of unconditional love and this is my favorite cellular and dna repair and reprogramming so when one is working through trauma, 528 degree, 528 hertz are going to be the business because in releasing trauma, you now have like a void space. You have a, you have a clear slate. And so you can either choose to keep it void, voided or open, or you can, with your intention for your sound bath, maybe your intention is a mantra. Like I, I am can be it, or I am fill in the blank whole. I am worthy. And letting that kind of circulate with these um, 
these frequencies of 528 really supports anchoring in that belief or that code or whatever you want to liken the mantra, I am worthy to, getting deep, deep, deep into the nucleus of your cellular makeup and repairing and restitching and coding your genetics. Um, so you're, you're dealing with a lot of with a multiple, like a multitude of different systems from science to spirit um, and everything in between. You know, you have the ner nervous uh, neurological system, you have the cellular system, you have the quantum field that you're working with, you have um, uh, epigenetics, uh, you know, just so many different ways that like uh, that sound healing, so many different modalities that sound healing kind of weaves together. It's super holistic. It's so beautiful. And if you haven't had an opportunity to experience it, you can literally YouTube millions of sound baths at this point for free. And you can also go to my Instagram yeah. and find um, meditations. And on SoundCloud, there is a free activation, 22 minute activation that takes you through a root, womb, heart, and crown space kind of uh, journey. And it's super beautiful, super free, super divine. Um, and then one other thing I just want to kind of chat about, especially because I know that your audience primarily is that of, uh, is faith-based. Um, uh, you know, I have, I have had the opportunity with one of my clients to collaborate on an app and an experience that she is creating via the Course of Miracles. And taking the content of Course in Miracles and changing the language or translating the language to less biblical and more neutral without diluting the meaning. Yes. So that more people can receive the teachings of Christ consciousness without any stigma or dogma. The way that these are transmitted and delivered are through sound healings, frequency, and meditation prompts. And the most beautiful thing that came out of that experience was deepening my connection with Yeshua. And I grew up Jewish and my relationship to Christianity was very skewed based off of a more conservative view of Judaism. So I've had a lot of healing around these beautiful teachings that have been kept separate from my um my upbringing and sound healing is by default, just because we're working with the crystalline grid with these sound bowls that are made of crystal, they are naturally tapping into the Christ consciousness, Christ frequency, and all of the principles, healing principles, which Yeshua talks about in the, in the Old Testament is all around frequency and sound and how through sound we can create miracles in the physical realm and we can heal the body. In the end, a lot of Yeshua's principles also touch on quantum sciences and manifestation and the quantum field and, and, and working with that space. You know, we have our physical body, we have our Christed body, which is the light body, the higher self, and then we have the oversoul. Mm. And sound healing hits all three bodies and brings them into harmony. Oh, wow. So there's, there's so many rich, rich little pockets and rabbit holes to really dive through where spirit and holistic healing are, are, are meeting in this, in this field. 
um, super rich, super beautiful. And like, I, I don't know about, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm, I'm pretty obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm just, I'm soaking this up. I'm soaking your words up, your knowledge, your understanding. And I, I, as you're talking, I feel so in tune with those things, but I wonder like one of the last things I want to ask you here, because I want to be, I want to honor your time is I want to assume there's somebody listening in that this is so beyond their experience that like, I want to move the needle for them. I want them to start, like, I want to just like literally visualize them opening their heart and themselves to just trying what would be your recommendation for someone who's super skeptical to moving into more belief? Yes. You are speaking to the right one. As spiritually open as I am, I am also incredibly discerning and skeptical. There are a lot of people that do what I do in a different way, and it doesn't resonate with me. And usually things that don't resonate with me are those things that don't have any kind of scientific anchor um, to support or back or the embodiment of the individual speaking it um, isn't quite there. So it's hard for me to... uh, trust. And so how I would suggest someone who is on the skeptical side of the spectrum, (laughs) uh, say that five times fast. That's right. (laughs) Um, For someone who is skeptical um, uh, on the spectrum here, I would say to pot, you know, I invite you to open to trial and error. At the end of the day, you know what works for you. And you will only know what works for you if you try it. For me, I I discern through different qualifiers, you know, is there science? Or if there's no science, is the person that's introducing this information to me um, a solid person? Like they're working with good character traits or they're able to ground this information or, you know, they're, they're just, they've got a good head on their shoulders and I can trust their, their recommendation. And then from there, it's really about me just having an experience. And once I experience something, I know whether it's for me or if it's not for me. I know if it's quote unquote, a a truth or like a resonant truth once it lands in my system. So my invitation is to really push past any fear around trial and error. You're, you're, you know, if you're intrigued enough by this talk of sound being a way to relax and heal and support higher brain function and boost your immune system and possibly catalyze or facilitate deeper connection to your angelic guides or spirit or source, creator, God, whatever name is on the door for you. If you're intrigued, you've literally got nothing to lose by YouTubing or Spotify searching a sound healing. Five minutes is what it will take for you to know whether it's for you or not. And, you know, and, and from there, it is what it is. So for me, it's trial and error and experience. Like I, I trust what I experience. Yeah. And I agree with you because my first sound bath, I remember when it happened, I thought, oh my goodness, like this seems a little out there for me, a little woo woo, because, you know, I've just been so solid in my faith-based 
knowledge and how I practice. This was something new. And, but I remember laying down on the mat and making a decision to be totally open to the experience, because if I went into it closed, I wasn't going to fully experience it. So it wasn't necessarily a fair judgment. And I just opened myself and what I experienced and the downloads, the openness, the feelings, (laughs) there was no denying how beautiful it was. I just want to thank you. I I want to encourage everybody though, to really seek you out because there is something very special. You're right. There's lots on YouTube and free things, but friends, I want to reiterate the uniqueness, the special gifts that Monique carries and that you go find her on SoundCloud and Spotify. Instagram is a great place to hang out. Like you just did an 11 day alignment meditation that I loved. And I think you mentioned to me, you're going to put that back up. Yes. Yeah. Every Monday, starting next Monday, we'll be bringing back like the 15 to 20 minute kind of top of the week reset, realignment and recalibration so that, you know, especially during this time right now in life, it's just really thick and really dense. And our minds are either going to be a helpful tool or the reason for our demise. And I am all about supporting people and strengthening their mind and deepening their relationship with their minds and to not be afraid of their minds and to learn how to use their mind. And there is no one size fit all, but what I am able to offer and facilitate and support the community with right now is a container where they will meet their unique guidance and receive some really powerful attunements through frequency, sound, my voice, and just the resonance that comes through these sacred ancient teachers that have lovingly chosen me. And I'm talking about my many different sound bowls and the uniqueness of each of them and what they bring and what they open in the body. And last little tidbit I just want to share for the skeptics. If you've ever had a physical injury and you've gone to a physical therapist for recovery and support, most likely you have experienced a frequency, like a a, a vibrational healing from different like muscle stimulation devices. This is exactly how sound healing works. This is the basis of sound healing. It's frequency being directly sent to areas of the body to release, open, and soften and stimulate regeneration. Now you add the component of sound and you add the component of the observer of the experience of sound. And when you add the observation of what's going on in your system, if you add the observation of your healing, then your healing is done. And so it is. We as individuals constantly go through life or in search of healing. And oftentimes we go to healers that tune us up and do great work. And then it comes right back, whatever the the issue is. And most often that's because we don't realize that we need to be very active in our healing. Meaning if we do not witness the healing taking place on a conscious level can acknowledge this is happening and I, I can feel, I can see just getting that present to the stimulation and sensation in the body as you heal or receive these frequencies, then it never happened. But when we observe the healing, it becomes real. So just for for my skeptics out there, this works the same way that physical therapists, physios will support a muscular rehabilitation, but this works through the ears and the sound 
literally drapes and bathes the whole cellular body. <sighs> that just sounds beautiful. And that's a really great way of describing it. Thank you for that, because that's something that people, I think, can wrap their minds around and be able to open themselves up to this. This is so good. So. I want to, I'm like dying to ask this question. So after every podcast, I, I ask the guests, how is Monique going to be iconic today? Ooh, how I'm going to be iconic today is I am about to put my producer, songwriter, artist developer hat on, and I'm going to serve one of my artists that I'm working with at the studio. I have a recording session. We're going to be going all day and it's going to be so incredible. It's going to be a communion and a prayer to the divine, all three of us coming together to create something for the community. And um, that's how I'm going to be iconic by creating incredible music and helping another artist activate their light. Mm. I want to be iconic like that today. Come on, girl. Step into my arena. It's yeah. for everybody. I may. I may. Oh, it just sounds so inviting and juicy and Oh, it just sounds good. And Monique, you have been an exceptional facilitator today and have really made a difference. I know that. And I want you to know how grateful, truly to my core, how grateful I am for you. You are making a difference, opening people, connecting them to their higher selves. And that to me is the ultimate way of serving. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. I, re I received that and I have like tears in my eyes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I hope you know how deeply grateful I am for the time and space you give to the Becoming Iconic podcast. It is an honor and a privilege to show up here twice a week and pour into you. And thank you for those five-star reviews that you've been giving and those beautiful compliments. It means so much. And the time you spend to do that is just the most beautiful way to give back. The other thing I want to challenge us to as a community is to share more. It's so simple to copy this link into a text to a friend who you think would benefit from what you just listened to or share it into your stories. Make sure to tag me, by the way, because I love resharing and allowing your network to maybe discover something that they wouldn't have if it weren't for you. And just a gentle reminder that jenspiegel.com, that website was designed for you, for you in mind and what you need in your life and business, the blog, the resources, the different ways of working together, they all sit there and they're available to you. So I challenge you to go over there make it a habit of checking out what's new and exciting at the end of the day I just want you to know I love this community I appreciate being able to show up for you and I just want you to make it a great day